You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Uh, so guys, uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. It's so dry. There's nothing to talk about. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that's been given the dreaded vote of confidence. Today we have Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? And Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Neither of them have been linked with the Manchester United job. (laughs) I am Faisal American, who's not been linked with anything at all. Today, we're going to talk about Premier League results, managerial sackings. I wonder who... And uh, what happened at the Indonesian Badminton Masters. First up, uh, Manchester United finally pulled the trigger and sacked Oligana Solskjaer after a 4-1 loss to Watford. United had a humiliating 5-0 loss to Liverpool before this and a uh, 2-0 defeat to Manchester City as well. Guys, uh, we all knew this was coming. And uh, to paraphrase the Princess Bride, uh, now this is over. Uh, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> it, it, it was a matter of time, wasn't it? You know, I, I mean, absolutely no one was surprised by this decision. United have been simply too poor and too directionless this season to justify keeping... Uh, Ollie on. But I think it's also crucial that the sacking comes at this stage of the season, you know, because there's still quite a bit of the campaign to go. We haven't haven't even reached the halfway point of the season yet. Uh, we've got the busy uh, Christmas and New Year period coming up. We know anything is possible there. United are also still alive in the Champions League. There's the FA Cup. So plenty to play for. So it's important that they bring in someone who can stabilize the team and, and boost morale once again, you know. Um, but <laughs> ironically, I was thinking about this and, you know, I realized that United needs someone now exactly like how they needed Ollie three years ago when he came to take over from from Jose Mourinho on an interim basis. I I, I just hope that uh, they don't make the same mistake that they did with uh, Ole because when they first brought him in, right, think about it, his KPI was what? After the whole Mourinho debacle, right? Get the players back on their feet lift player morale and all that and he did a good job and 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 I believe that he was the right man for that specific purpose but the problem started when they gave him the job on a permanent basis because then your KPIs changed your expectations changed now it suddenly it became all about winning the league winning the Champions League and all that and and it, it's very evident now that Solskjaer was, was just not the right man for that job so he was perfectly fine as interim coach just not as the permanent manager so rehire him as interim boss lah rehire him as interim boss he will probably do a better job honestly (laughs) yes I agree I agree with Nick uh, but like Nick said it's going to be a crucial time sacking Ole at this time round of the season and with well, United were linked with Pochettino uh, Brendan Rodgers Zinedine Zidane Eric Ten Hag but I don't think none of those managers wanted to come to United at this time at this time of the season I think they would prefer to come next summer 
And this could be very, very crucial for United. It's interesting to see whether they can find immediately the, the replacement for, for Oli or whether Carrick can hold the ship steady until God knows when, just so that United can still qualify for the Champions League or still be one of the top teams in the Premier League. I actually have my doubts about Carrick. Not, not against him as, as a coach or anything, but to take charge of the team on an interim basis at such a crucial stage of the season, I think it, it's a little bit too much of a, a heavy task for him. I think they need someone now. But then, like you said, you know, the question is, who comes in? Who would want to leave their job, their full-time job, to come and take on an interim position at, at, at United? So I think the options available to them are very, very limited. I think in the past few hours, we've, been, we've had reports that uh, ex-United defender uh, and former PSG and France coach Laurent Blanc could be you know, asked to come in. But uh, I, I don't know. Besides him, I can't think of anyone else who would come in on an interim basis. There was another individual linked to United, Nick. Steve oh, no. Bruce. Steve Bruce. <laughs> You're going to say Steve Bruce, aren't you? <laughs> but then you see, the, the one who suggested Steve Bruce for the United job was Saul Campbell. So... <laughs> hey. Hey, did you hear that, guys? I think that was Sam Allardyce sending in his resume. <laughs> well, uh, at least we'll know, we'll know that with Allardyce United are not going to get relegated. La. <laughs> well, except the question is, will we, you know, will we make it into Europe? That, that's another story. So far, six managers have been sacked this season, all within the spell of a month. Uh, besides Oli, there was a uh, Cisco uh, at Watford. Newcastle dumped Steve Bruce. Uh, Nuno was dismissed by Tottenham. Norwich sacked uh, Daniel Farker, and uh, Ashton Villa sacked Dean Smith. Do you think the Premier League has finished out the sacking sorta for the season, or uh, will more managers lose their job? Eh? I think it's, it's honestly. I think that there could be more sackings on the way because if you look at the teams at the bottom five places, Newcastle, Norwich, Watford, and Villa, they have all made changes already. So you have Leeds and uh, Burnley left. Burnley are currently three points from bottom, while Leeds are five points away from last place. So you really cannot discount the possibility that there will be managerial changes here as well, unless something changes uh, uh, drastically. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you know. You, it's still very early on. Anything can happen. I yeah. have to disagree with Nick, I think, because uh, Burnley is another case, but I think Leeds under Bielsa, although they are down, what, they are 17th or 18th now, but they are playing fantastic football. So I think the Bielsa has created this identity for Leeds, which is good for them. I hate to see Bielsa leave Leeds in, in the near future. Yeah, and I wouldn't discount Watford making another managerial change as well because that <laughs> owner is as trigger-happy as a old-school uh, cowboy sheriff. Right? <laughs> well, well Steve that? Bruce and Sam Allardyce are always available. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you mentioned Burnley. They are uh, winless in five matches, although they did get a three-all draw against Crystal Palace. Uh, Leicester... 3-0 defeat to a leader's Chelsea and the uh, Foxes are winless in the last three games. Uh, so, uh, Brendan Rodgers could be in the running. I've heard some rumours of discontent among supporters. Elsewhere, uh, Steven Gerrard made a winning start as Aston Villa manager. Villa scored two goals in the final 10 minutes to beat Brighton 2-0. What do you think of his debut? I think it was a great debut. I think... Um, 
Villa was winless in five matches previously, I think. And Gerard stepping in against uh, just a, how you say, just nice. The team was, the Brighton was just a good opposition for Gerard to to get a great result for Villa. The manner of the win was, I think, quite special where they scored two goals in the last, what, six, seven, seven minutes. And the whole place was bouncing. And I just love to see Gerard with his with his passion at the sideline, celebrating the goal, celebrating the win. So, kudos, Gerard, and I hope you do well there in Villa. Anything to add, Nick? Well, yes, good win and, and, and a, a good start to his uh, first stint in the Premier League. But then you also cannot discount the possibility that uh, the victory was merely down to the what, what they call the new manager bounce. Um, but... Uh, you know, we, we've mentioned on the show before that there's there's a huge task at hand for for Gerard at Villa. Uh, the the important thing is, I think that that he knows that it's it's not going to be easy because then he can prepare for uh, uh, the rest of the campaign. Because we, Villa is still a work in progress; there's still improvements to be made. Uh, but I, I think if if he he stays grounded, stays realistic, I think he can uh, pull something off here. Man City, uh, second in the league with a 3-0 win over Everton. Third place, uh, Liverpool had a 4-0 win over Arsenal. West Ham are in fourth after a 1-0 loss uh, to Wolves. Just six points uh, separate first and fourth in the standings. Now let's move on to uh, badminton, shall we? Our shuttlers, Aaron Chia, so we were beaten in the semi-finals of the Indonesian Masters, as did uh, Ong Yusin and Tio Iyi. Oh, what do you guys think about our performances throughout? I think um, I think generally they did well. Uh, Aaron Chia and Sobo Yik lost to their Japanese counterpart in three sets. The match lasted for over an hour. And it was a very, very tightly contested match. So I think, again, although it's it's sad to say that Aaron Chia and Sobo Yik has yet to win a Super Series title. I think they're getting that. They just they just lack that that killer instinct. I'm pretty sure that once they've they've won their first title, the title the, the the titles will keep coming for them. Well, on the other hand, for Ong Yusin Tioe, they are quite young, and against the number one pair in the world, Marcus Gideon and Kevin Sukamujo, it's it's tough for them to get a win, but. Amazingly, they did win the the first set, twenty one eighteen, before being beaten. So I think, honestly, it's it's still a good run. And bear in mind, this is their sixth, fifth, or sixth tournament back to back. So fatigue might play a part. And there's Indonesian Open coming tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So another tournament before heading to the BWF final tour. Finally, a quick word on Formula One. Uh, Lewis Hamilton won the inaugural Qatar Grand Prix. And uh, because of this, he managed to cut Max Verstappen's championship lead to just eight points with two races to go. With that, we have crossed the finish line for this episode of the Portball Sportscast. How's that for a segue, guys? <laughs> I am Faisal American. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John. 